Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast, live via Zoom. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. How you doing, Rachel? You know, I'm doing okay today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a base level of okay is really, really great, comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> so today's episode is all about coronavirus and what we're personally doing to not go crazy and to live our lives. And hopefully this will help you if you're feeling very stir-crazy or isolated. Yeah, not that we're like coronavirus gurus. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically, we kind of narrowed it down to three main issues that people are feeling. The first is feeling alone. The second is being bored as fuck slash not having anything to look forward to. That's a big one. And then the third is just endless anxiety and creeping depression. <laughs> because we like to talk about mental health on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, feeling alone. This is going to be pretty informal, but let's just get right into it, okay? Let's do it. So, when you're feeling alone... It's important to keep in touch with your friends and family and loved ones. You know, obviously we can't do that in person with COVID-19, but there are solutions like FaceTime and old solutions like phone calls. I find myself calling my mom and dad about once a week. And we had never really talked a lot on the phone before. We are just a very independent people in my family and of course we touch base now and again but we were never the type to have like a family group chat or to call each other all the time but with COVID-19 I started feeling very alone and I wanted to reach out to my mom and then to my dad and my stepmom to help me feel a little more grounded because they've been through really scary crap in their lives too and they're going through this at the same time that I am so just like a weekly phone call to my mom and then to my dad and stepmom makes me feel a lot less alone. I'm also texting with my sister more and we're keeping in touch more. And I have Kyle who lives with me and my dog, which is great. If I was truly alone alone, it would be much, much harder. I'm also reaching out to friends, just texting them, seeing how they're doing, doing Zoom calls where we all like drink mimosas and just try to keep each other sane. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, me and my family, my brother has always been really good about calling my parents every weekend, but I'm just very forgetful and I don't think to do stuff like that. <laughs> I, also, I feel you. <laughs> I also feel like it's kind of awkward sometimes because I'm you know, I don't really have anything interesting to report, which never stops my brother from talking for 20 minutes about something uninteresting. But we love just, you, Ray. <laughs> we love you, Ray. I, but but he knows. I mean, I'm just not like that. But honestly, doing like the Facebook chat video call every Sunday at 8 p.m., the Seaman family <laughs> gets rowdy. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's funny to deal with like the technical side of my parents trying to figure out their video call um, and we all have a good laugh together but you're right like before this I would have never done that and even my brother and my dad and I all have a Facebook like group chat going so we can post funny things to each other throughout the day and you know we didn't have that before but I just 
I find myself really missing my brother in particular because I'm, I'm lucky enough to live close enough to my family that I can go visit them and kind of wave to them in the driveway, <laughs> which, you know, may not sound like something great, but it is nice to physically see my parents, even if I can't, you know, hug them or kiss them or anything like that. Just being able to see them, especially for like Mother's Day and Father's Day, I'm pretty sure my mom would have would have cried many tears if I did not see her on Mother's Day. But if you can't see your family, I know that's a lot of guilt, especially for holidays like Mother's Day and Father's Day. So give them a call and just realize that if, if things were different, you would be there. So don't feel too guilty is my takeaway from that. <laughs> yeah, and don't feel guilty for prioritizing your health and your family's health Mm -hmm. because COVID-19 is extremely contagious and especially for people who are older like our parents or people with diabetes or people with respiratory issues or asthma or anything like that it is imperative that safety precautions are put in place when meeting with people so if you're feeling guilty for not being For not having face-to-face interaction with your friends and family, don't feel that bad because it is way more important that everyone remain healthy and then you can see them later on. If someone contracts COVID and dies, you're not going to see them anymore. Like, what's more important, honestly? (laughs) like Straight up. Straight up. Keep everybody alive. Because you just don't know who's going to have a bad reaction to it. You just don't. <laughs> I mean, you could have no symptoms whatsoever. So, yeah. Better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Don't feel bad for doing the best thing for your health. So, issue number two being bored as fuck, slash, not having anything to look forward to. This has been the hardest thing for me. Rachel and I had planned to go to KCON for the first time in New York this month with our friend from college and she was going to come from Seattle and we were all going to get an Airbnb and have a really good time and I was really looking forward to that. In May I was supposed to go to Paris for the first time and that was going to be awesome. In July I was going to see a play with my favorite actor and all of that got canceled so quick. (laughs) And it's, it's really hard because I mean we're lucky Rachel and I, we can continue to work throughout the pandemic. So we continue to have a paycheck, which is the best thing. Mm -hmm. But now that we're working and I'm not having anything to look forward to, and with everything being so up in the air, it is really hard on my psyche. Like, (laughs) I feel like that Squidward where he moves to the town with all Squidwards, and then you just see him sad doing, like, going through the motions every day. That is me. Yeah, I mean, it can get really monotonous for sure. So let's let's talk about how we're we're kind of dealing with, well, you in particular not having anything to look forward to, but also just being bored because the days just seem the same. (laughs) Yeah, it, yeah. So long, yet so the same. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So take advantage of your streaming services. I have access to Hulu, Showtime, Netflix, and Amazon Prime because Spotify student, which Kyle has, gives you free Showtime and free Hulu. So take advantage of that. For sure. 
because I've had a lot of free time slash nothing else to do, I have been watching a lot of stuff on streaming services. I'm watching stuff that normally I would just add to my queue and not really watch, to be honest. But I have to recommend Never Have I Ever on Netflix. I thought it, it looked like a cute teen drama and I was like, eh. And then I actually had time to watch it and it was so hilarious. It was a total escape. Like, I felt so much joy watching this show. You should definitely take advantage of your streaming services. If you have a giant ass queue list or a to watch list, now's your time. Kyle and I started watching Deadwood, which has been over for like 15 years, but it was on Amazon Prime. And I was like, you know, I always heard this was good. Why don't we watch it? And it was good. Like, we had a good time. And while we were working remotely, it gave me something to look forward to at the end of the day. I was like, okay, four o'clock, we get to go outside on a long walk with Eggsy, and then I'll come back and watch two episodes of Deadwood. Like, <laughs> you gotta have something to look forward to, even if it's not monumentous or travel or anything like that. Like, what I found kept me going is having tiny, tiny things with it throughout the day to look forward to. Like, oh, tonight I'm going to watch Deadwood. Tonight I'm going to watch that movie that I put off watching, but I'm going to finally watch it. Yeah, I absolutely love Never Have I Ever also. Mindy Kaling really slayed the fuck out of that. It was amazing. (laughs) Definitely watch that. It's the best teen drama I've watched in quite some time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's just been a lot of things that I've been watching just, you know, to fill the time after work. But I think as far as not having anything to look forward to, the things that have been keeping me going are I still make plans, but I make plans responsibly. So let's say this Sunday, I want to take my dog to the dog park. Now the dog park is a dangerous place to go, but I'm going to go very early on Sunday morning. So probably no one's going to be there. (laughs) But me and my dog can run around and have some fun before the day starts. You can also have a socially distant picnic, which I thought was a very cute idea, where you and your friends go to a park and you maybe have your own picnic blankets and you sit, you know, far enough away from each other that it's safe with masks on, but you can also yell at each other (laughs) Um, and hear each other. So I thought that was a cute idea. We live in Florida, so it's probably too hot to do that. But if you live in a nice climate, <laughs> yeah, that would be a cute idea. You know, just even it could be as simple as me and this other person are going to watch Netflix together on that like Netflix watch together service. Netflix party. Netflix party. Thank you. <laughs> me and my friend are going to Netflix party XYZ this Sunday. We're going to have a virtual girls night or whatever. Doing things like that, making plans like that, really gives you something to look forward to and structures your week. So you're like, oh, there's only two more days till I get to do that with my friend. And you, you know, Walmart pick up your special snacks and all that good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) All of my fun things center around eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's segue into experimenting with food. So I don't recommend doing any sit-downs in restaurants, to be quite honest. I know that Florida allows that, and you can only do so much takeaway. So in March, April, May, Kyle and I pretty much didn't eat 
any takeaway at all. And we made everything at home and we tried a bunch of new recipes and it was a lot of fun. And just a couple days ago, I started a sourdough starter. (laughs) And I know a lot of people have, a couple of my friends have already done their starters and the loaves of bread that they make look so beautiful. (laughs) I'm so jealous. (laughs) I know. So I'm really, I'm really psyched. A lot of people have gotten on to the bread making bandwagon. And honestly, it's super easy. You just need flour and water and that's it to make sourdough starter. And I'm really hoping that this is something that I can continue to do even after the pandemic is over. You know, like homemade bread freaking rocks. It tastes so much better. That is so true. (laughs) Ain't nothing like a fresh slice of bread that's like warm and you put Mm -hmm. a little butter on it and it melts. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good. The best. Yeah. I mean, there's been a yeast shortage. So the best way for you to do a bread at this point to get yeast for a bread is to do like something like a sourdough starter. So I have yet to do mine just because like as I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty forgetful. (laughs) And it's basically like having a yeast pet. (laughs) Yeah, you have Um, to feed it every day. Yeah. (laughs) So Emily is more responsible than me, so I'm sure hers will be fine. (laughs) But I'm holding out for some more yeast. (laughs) Yeah. You can also spend your time actually reading books. I know it's crazy. Like, we buy books with the intention to read a little bit every day and then you get tired or you get distracted on Twitter or, you know, you go down a fanfic K-hole and you forget (laughs) how to read real books. Yeah. So I made a promise to myself to actually read books and not just fanfics. (laughs) So reading too. (laughs) it, It is reading. Yes, it's reading. But I had so many unread books. I was like, what What am I doing? <laughs> like, what's the point of having all these? So I'm spending at least five minutes every day reading a paperback book in my list. Five minutes is not a lot, obviously, but it's something. Yeah, I mean... Look, if you're like us, reading used to be like your everything in middle school and high school. But then when you got to college, your professors were like, here's a thousand pages of reading. And you were (laughs) like, I'm over reading (laughs) everything. But at this point, I think I'm over that. Just finished my graduate certificate. So I'm not being forced to read anything anymore, (laughs) which is always great. But I had this book that I had bought on a whim after seeing, I I follow an indie author on Twitter and she shared that she really liked this book and I was like, oh, that looks good. So I bought it. (laughs) This was months ago. I barely touched it. And I was like, you know what? I actually really like this book. I read like a couple pages of it. I think I'm going to read it every night before I go to bed. And if you have heard any any of the studies, it's always good to put down your phone and focus on something else before you go to sleep. Not that I have a lot of trouble sleeping, but I just thought it would be healthier for my mind to do that. So now when I go to bed, I put my phone down. I don't pick it up. I don't check Twitter. I don't check Instagram. I read the book. And I got through the book in like a week and a half just doing that. If you spend a lot of time on the toilet, you can yep. also read on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, whatever works for you, whatever works in your schedule. For me, 
I like to lay in bed for a while before I actually go to sleep. So that's a perfect time for me to read. By the way, I highly recommend the book that I'm reading. It is The Merciful Crow. I think it's Margaret Atkins is her name. I'm sorry if I get that that name wrong, but the book title is unique. The Merciful Crow. It's a fantasy series. So there's one more book. And it's coming out in the end of July. So The book I'm currently reading is called The Pisces. And it is a very camp romance story between a woman and a merman. Think The Shape of Water. Ooh. Very camp. <laughs> yeah. My book is like high fantasy <laughs> YA novel. I mean, that's what I would like to read. So no shame in that. But. Mine's um, like, uh, why hasn't this merman texted me back? <laughs> That's very you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're like me and you never feel like you're productive enough if you're sitting down watching television, you can also do some crafting while you're standing there or sitting <laughs> there. So if you know how to like knit or crochet or even draw or just doodle, that can also make you feel a bit more productive and not like you're just sitting there watching TV for hours on end. So I've been crocheting a blanket for um, my boyfriend's sister's baby. <laughs> and that's kind of what I've been doing while I've been watching TV. So if you like to do that sort of thing, you can definitely get more delved into it. But that prevents you from being bored and also releases a creative outlet, especially if you're not doing creative things all day like Emily and I do at work. So yeah. I'm not very crafty at all. That everything I make turns out pretty ugly. But I have Disagree, been but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have been writing for pleasure, which nice. I haven't done in a really long time and I'm writing prose, so like fiction. So uh, it's nothing like serious or anything. I'm just having ideas and you know getting my creative vibes flowing. I haven't really tried to write anything like that that wasn't like a script or a news article or technical writing yeah. in like 10 years, maybe even longer. I think like like 2006 was the last time that I tried to do that. So it's been a journey and I've been enjoying myself. And when it becomes not so fun, like if I had a particularly hard day at work where I was just pouring over scripts all day, I'm not going to want to write. But when the mood hits me, I just do it. And it's been a lot of fun. Hell yeah, that's awesome. All right, so let's move on to our last issue, <laughs> which is Endless Anxiety and Creeping Depression. So that's our lives, <laughs> just in general. But with COVID-19, it has gotten exponentially worse, I think, for many, yeah. many people. Yeah. You know, just thinking about if, you know, my partner gets sick and he can't work, that is going to put a enormous strain on our finances. And with things looking the way they are, I don't think we're going to be receiving any more bailout checks yeah. from the government. Or I should say stimulus checks, not bailout checks. And, you know, that just coupled with feeling alone and being bored as fuck, you know, the two other issues can really aggravate depression that's already there. <laughs> so we feel you. It's, and especially with all the news going on around the Black Lives Matter protests and, you know, just the state of, honestly, our president being really stupid and also scary <laughs> in the things that he's doing. It can just create a lot of anxiety and depression about everything. So 
yeah emily do you have any other anxiety inducing things (laughs) yeah without airing all of my partner's dirty laundry and (laughs) everything that's going on in our lives COVID-19 has severely impacted my future plans. My partner was supposed to graduate in August and that isn't happening because the university was closed and they weren't able to access their experiments in their lab and they grow bacteria that need to be seen every day. And he couldn't go to the lab to do experiments, to do his dissertation. So so for a while, we weren't sure if we were going to have to move to an apartment with less rent because we didn't know if the university was going to pay his tuition for these extra months because of COVID-19, which would have severely impacted our living situation and our current finances. And we still don't know what's going to happen. But luckily, we were able to work out something with our apartment complex. But that was very anxiety inducing, (laughs) not knowing, you know, where you're going to live, not knowing if I'm going to have to shoulder a bunch of the bills for the both of us because I have a full-time job and he is still a PhD student. It was really, really, really stressful. And we still don't know what's going to happen because UF is still twiddling their thumbs. So, so with our mountains of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so here's how we kind of mentally handle the crises that we have to think about on a daily basis. Yeah. So definitely just going outside leaving my phone. When we were working remotely, I was staring at a computer for eight hours a day, just getting up, walking outside with my dog. It really, really, really helps just to, you know, like smell the fresh flowers and the trees. It really calms you down, you know, to just be in nature, I guess, even if where you live isn't very natural just get out of your apartment you know yeah for sure I I think that's super important I know that you're better about getting outside than I am but just taking my dog on like a 20 minute walk (laughs) when I get home from work really makes me feel better feels like I've done something like I've moved and makes my dog a little less or crazy also because you have to think about the well-being of your animals too just because you're spending a lot of time inside doesn't mean that they should (laughs) Yeah. So she's definitely a a motivator. My dog is definitely a motivator for me to be active and to not let depression just suck me into sleeping all the time or just staying glued to the television to escape reality somehow. Yeah. And because we are inside so much, you really do need to like say... I am unplugging. I am not going to look at my computer and I'm not Mm going to look at my phone, especially if you're working remotely. (laughs) And it's really hard to separate your work from your personal life and Mm -hmm. vice versa if you're doing everything at home. And you need to have a separation. You need to, or else you're going to go insane. (laughs) You feel like you get caught in the cycle of like, endlessly picking up your phone and going Instagram or Twitter and you don't even realize it and then you realize you're doing it and you're like oh my god no seriously down like you get stuck in such a cycle and especially like 
Twitter for me has a lot of news on it and that can trigger anxiety and depression very easily. You just get caught in the spiral of like, oh God, all this horrible stuff is happening. What can I possibly do? Like I need to do something right now and then getting sad because you can't do anything right now and it feels like you can't help it and setting aside time to unplug like me before bed just to read a book to escape in that fantasy world (laughs) is so important because it can be hard to relax if you're just scrolling through Twitter and it's just catastrophe after catastrophe Mm -hmm. on your newsfeed. So that is super important. I should probably do that more than just before bed, but set aside time for yourself to unplug. Yeah. Another thing that you can do is set a schedule. And this is really important if you're working remotely from home. I had a schedule, you know, I'd wake up, I'd take a shower, I'd get on my computer, I'd work for about an hour, and then I would schedule walking breaks where I would get up and walk around either outside or inside, and I'd make myself a drink, I would make myself breakfast. It's so important to do that, to have a schedule, and it will definitely keep you from going off the rails with anxiety, definitely. Yeah, and it it passes time faster. If you are not working, that can also be really helpful just to set a goal for yourself. Like, if you're not working, you're just a student, like, living at home, say, you know, I'm going to help my parents clean XYZ from this time to this time every day. I'm going to make my little brother a snack, etc. Whatever helps you structure your day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and keep busy. So, yeah. like I said before, when I used to get out of work, I would just sit and watch TV after taking my dog for a 20-minute walk. So, you know, 4 to 10 p.m., that's six hours, and five and a half of those would be the TV. So, you don't have to do this, but I just started an internship, so now I'm busy for more hours when I get home. And that's not the best for everybody. Not everybody is a workaholic, but if you're like me and free time turns into depression time, (laughs) that can be helpful. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be work-related necessarily either. So I've been a Planned Parenthood volunteer for about three years now, and a lot of these organizations like Planned Parenthood, like Dream Defenders, are continually doing things now because it is the election year, but a lot of it is online and there's a lot of stuff that you can do. So I recommend volunteering and being a volunteer doesn't mean you have to go out and be somewhere right now. You can volunteer from home. Um, I've been doing it. I've been doing a lot of phone banking. I really implore you to get involved with organizations that you feel strongly about. I feel very, very strongly about reproductive justice, which is why I'm with Planned Parenthood and Dream Defenders. And if you don't have time to volunteer or if you're nervous about volunteering, you can always donate. Last episode, we talked a little bit about that, but you should really consider donating to Black Lives Matter causes. It'll make you feel better about maybe not being able to be at a protest or something like that. And you can go to protests. Rachel and I have been to protests. Just make sure that you're taking the proper precautions, like wearing a mask, having water, having sunscreen, and keeping six feet apart from each other. If you're at a march, you know... There's no reason you have to be shoulder to shoulder with people. Yeah. Yeah. I would say stick to the back and stick to the sides. (laughs) 
for that. Rachel but- and I are notorious for staying in the back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we're so we don't get close to people. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's the best way to keep distance. But I forgot what the website is, but there is a website online where you can basically search volunteer offerings and you can filter by online volunteer offerings because I was a online volunteer for an organization called Community Grows, which is like a community garden and youth education center in California. And I don't live in California, but I did some graphic design work for them. So even stuff like that, you know, a lot of organizations are probably being overwhelmed right now, but you can always search on websites like those and just email somebody and see if they need your help. Yeah. And phone banking is super easy. Like too. <laughs> it, it is super easy. Most of the time people don't answer. <laughs> so don't get overwhelmed by the thought of having to call people. It's totally fine I promise (laughs) yep activism makes you feel better it really does it does it gives you purpose it fights the depression you know you feel less like you're staring into an endless void yes (laughs) yeah I can't recommend volunteering enough for whatever cause that you feel strongly about so I'm gonna end our third issue with be aware not anxious and that is the catchphrase of Dr. Mike on YouTube but it is a good catchphrase Be aware of the developing situation with with the coronavirus, but try not to be anxious about it because there is not really much you can do beyond the precautions that you're going to be taking. So freaking out over every little thing is not going to make you feel better. And a lot of the symptoms of a panic attack are similar to COVID-19 symptoms. So I guess my rule of thumb is that I don't let myself panic about like one symptom that I might see on one day. Instead, I try to mentally track if that symptom is following me and for how long. Now, if you have a fever, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about like you coughed once and you're just like, oh my God, (laughs) I have it. Or your throat is sore because you were screaming at a protest yesterday. You know, stuff like that. Just keep tabs on it. Another thing that I like to do is if I'm really freaking out about a particular symptom, you can always take like the COVID symptom checker on Google. It's like a short little quiz and that will kind of weed out, you know, is this serious or is it not? (laughs) Should you worry or should you not? And most of the time you shouldn't worry. So that's a really helpful tool as well. So yeah. By now, many counties have free testing where you go by car and you just wait in the line and they'll do it for free. Yeah. So if you are concerned, don't panic. You can call your doctor or call the county health office and you can get tested for free and then know your status. And then you can plan what you're going to do from there. So again, be aware, not anxious. Yes. That was it for our coronavirus survival guide. If you guys have any other questions or you want more recommendations from us, please leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or you can leave us a voice message on Anchor, anchor.fm slash soulmatespodcast. Let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. My weekly K-pop recommendation is going to be Red Square's Colorful. This came out about a month ago, and I wasn't really sure about it, but now I literally cannot get it out of my head. My recommendation is KKPP by Miso, because damn, I miss that bitch. (laughs) Oh, Miso. Guys, thank you so much for listening to 
Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And check out some of our videos on YouTube at Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. You can look at our entire archive on anchor.fm. Wherever you're listening to us, please like and subscribe so you can hear us every Friday. Yep, and please leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. Really, really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.